0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Do you want to hear a sound that really catapults me into a great mood? That, my friend, is a sale on Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million dollar stage, Shopify is here to help you grow. And as somebody who has three businesses on Shopify, I am the perfect person to tell you that nothing will change your life more than signing up for an account with Shopify. So whether you're selling shipping supplies or promoting productivity programs, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever, whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. And we know this from experience because we have three separate brands on the platform. And one of these brands, Gai Cashmere, has a physical in-store space and being able to sync our inventory beautifully and seamlessly with using their PCOS system with the store and our inventory. I mean, we use Shopify so much that our sales reports are like what we use to raise money. It's unbelievable. And Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's up to 36% better compared to any other leading commerce platforms. I truly cannot tell you how quickly we've been able to see our sales grow and change our lives with our businesses through Shopify. It powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US. And I cannot even tell you how incredible their help is. I mean, their help is literally award-winning. Their support is the reason why we were able to thrive with Shopify because Davide is not a computer person. I'm not some sort of tech person who knows how to run an e-commerce platform. So anytime you hit a wall, you can set up a quick call or chat with the support team and they will walk you through everything seamlessly. They have such a good deal for you. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash best all lowercase. Just go to shopify.com slash best all lowercase to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash best. Okay, well, it's very nice to meet you, Dr. Cohen.
2: Nice to meet you.
0: I was just saying offline how much I love the name of your book, "Be the Sun, Not the Salt."
2: <laughs> Most people get it from the title, but some people need a little bit of explanation, but
0: not much. <laughs> your mother got it. Yeah, my, I was saying my mom was like, oh, "I just love that." Can you give us some background, sure. a little bit, please, about your history and how you came to be? I mean, you're a very dynamic man. You're a Psychologist and an executive coach, and you're a restaurateur and an author. I'd love to know about your bandwidth more than anything. But can you tell me how you came to be a psychologist?
2: So I was. I went to Cornell undergrad as a pre med. I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to help people. I knew that as an early person. Organic chemistry did what it was intended to do, which is to screen out people that shouldn't be doctors. <laughs> so dropped out of Cornell. Went and worked in a mental health facility. Oh, wow. For developmentally disabled adults and then said, OK, I want to be a different kind of doctor, went back and got a psych degree from Cornell and then went to graduate school. Again, I want to help people. I want to be a doctor, now a psychologist type. Although I went to social work school first, then I got a master's in social work and then I got a oh, PhD wow. in clinical psychology after that, the joint doctoral program. And then I did family therapy in my effort to help people. And then I uh, was doing coaching and counseling with people. And then one of my clients said, can you help teach a, a listening course? And I said, of course. And then I developed a bunch of training stress management for Ford Motor Company in the 80s. And then ran a culture change leadership program for Ford Motor Company and its dealerships. 4,000 dealership management teams came through a purpose-built leadership center. Wow. And I was one of the you know, executives, or not one of the coaches, one of the facilitators presenting. So that was in the 90s. And then, then I became an executive coach, because I became comfortable with that ecosystem of humans, Mm -hmm. And then continued doing training, teaching, motivational speaking, coaching, until, well, I still do that. But now I just do it differently. Then I did a TED Talk, which i ended the ted talk with be the sun not the salt leave people with an afterglow not an aftertaste Mm. and then i wrote the book so that it could be the last book i ever write and then one of my clients 15 years i was coaching their executives mindy holman wrote the forward to the book the ceo at the time said we want to make you an offer you can't refuse we would like to buy you, the IP, the book, the brand. We want to spread this to the world. And here I am.
0: Wow. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. I can but name 10 kind of... companies right now you need to go do some coaching for. <laughs> well,
2: yeah, but happy to do that. And keeping it simple, I mean, my life is quickly speeding along. I'm 68 years old. So this is like my last hurrah. So let's make a difference. In the shortest amount of time with the most number of people. And you're part of that view.
0: What do you find to be most impactful when speaking? You know, if you're starting like a new, in a new environment, what do you find to be the most impactful to executive coaches? And do you often find that they think that they know what they're doing and are a little resistant?
2: Every audience is different. So you always, I never want to be generalizing about anybody ever. So you always want to pay attention to the person or persons in front of you. So if you understand who they are, Mm -hmm. you really, whether they're a family in therapy or a group of executives or one single executive or a group of 5,000 people, who are they? What do they care about? Mm -hmm. What will get through to them in the shortest amount of time? Because everybody has a whiff of, what's in it for me? Why should Um. I pay attention to you? Why should I listen to you? Why should I open my mind and or my heart to hear what you have to say so what i'm trying to do is listen so deeply to who i'm talking to including you Pia. Yeah, what do you need what do you want is this for you or is this for your audience what do you want what can i do for you in this podcast because that's my singular mission i want to be helpful to either you and or your audience so let me see if i can do
0: that it's so cool i find i know i've worked many places and i See very quickly the personality of the founder or whoever's running the company is the complete dynamic of the company yep. Yep. from five people to hundreds yep. of people.
2: You are correct, hundred percent.
0: It's fascinating.
2: Yeah, and, and so it's, you know, scary culture, a little every,
0: bit too.
2: <laughs> it's for every culture, every family is different mm-hmm. in their own way. Every single family, every single person, every single company is different and similar. You know what I mean? Like. There's a mommy and a daddy in a in a family or a mommy or a daddy or neither or two mommies or two dads, whatever. And so, you know, the culture is what it is. My job is to be a helpful force of good, period.
0: Mm-hmm. What are the pillars of, I mean, you talk a lot about why it's so hard to be like heliotropic. We're really going to talk about the like basic pillars of the book. What so, you've so found.
2: So here it is. In a nutshell, it, I don't want people to think that it is hard to be heliotropic. It is to be your best self mm-hmm. more often than yeah. now. So to that end, we humans already are heliotropic and heliotropic are the qualities, the virtues that humans, all of us express their research, their empirical kindness authenticity vulnerability gratitude dependability these are qualities that are that most if not all human beings find other human beings as energizing i like to mm. be around people like that so that's what it means to be heliotropic so it's not difficult in the blink of an eye we humans your listeners can hold the door for someone can yeah. smile at a stranger can can show up can you know Offer your hand of, of encouragement. That's what it means to be heliotropic. It's not like a, well, how do you how do you do this? We already do it. And my message is, if I do it 96% of the time, 96 mm-hmm. out of 100, so let's try it. I want to do it 97. If you do it 50 out of 100, go for 51. So that's the message, which is, A, it's not hard. B, we already do it. Mm-hmm. See, do it some more. So you don't know what I mean by do it, I'll tell you. But just pay attention to when you were kind. Do that.
1: That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. That's why every car we sell is CarMax-certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery.
0: Do you hit that mid-afternoon energy slump every day and you know, perhaps you're at that point where you're exhausted and caffeine just does absolutely nothing. Or maybe you've been going to the gym and like totally crushing it, but not seeing the results that match your effort. Well, that was me too, the last few months, truly. I was like, what else could I possibly be doing or not doing to make me feel this way? It makes no sense. And then I kept seeing everybody talk about Keon. These aminos that we were all kind of lacking, and everyone was talking about how good they felt at the gym. And I knew that I needed to try them. And then I had Angelo, the founder of Keon Aminos, on the podcast. And wow, you should really check out that episode if you haven't, because it talks about all the science. But my God, I cannot tell you. I take a scoop of this with water before I work out. Tastes delicious. And I am hooked. I get an incredible steady boost of energy that powers me through my mid-afternoon workout and the rest of my day until dinnertime. And this is why Kian Aminos is so fundamental to my fitness and my overall energy. I mean, listen, there's 20 years of clinical research here. It tastes amazing. It is all natural flavors, non-GMO, sugar-free, 100% vegan. And I'm so excited that Kiana is sponsoring this episode because... This is something I am passionate about at this point. It's a huge part of my routine. I've cut down on my caffeine intake because my body has exactly what it needs to fuel itself. So check out that episode because we talk at length for an hour about why Keon Aminos are so important and beneficial to everyone. But if you want to say goodbye to that 3 p.m. slump and finish off your day with natural lasting energy, you have to check out Keon Aminos. To save 20% off, go to getkion.com best. That is G-E-T-K-I-O-N.com best to get my fundamental supplement for fitness, Keon Aminos.
1: How do I ask my boss for a raise? I'm so jealous of my coworker's promotion. I just don't know what to do. Is there a good way to brag about my accomplishments? Careers are complicated and there are so many hush, hush topics we're told we can't talk about. That's why you have the Career Contessa podcast. I'm your host, Laura McGoodwin, and each week I'm joined by experts to help you overcome your workplace woes with actionable advice that you can use today. Subscribe to the Career Contessa podcast and make progress in your career every Tuesday.
0: Do you find that most leaders are resistant to that, especially the vulnerability aspect, because they want to seem like strong and I'm sure they would want to not be vulnerable as much as possible? Yes.
2: Vulnerability, as simple as it is, is oftentimes confused with weakness. Weakness, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's just so obvious to me that people are very powerful and the research will show this. The more authentically vulnerable Human beings are not manipulated, manipulatedly being vulnerable. Look, I'm going to show you. I'm people like, do that on
0: Instagram a lot, I feel like. <laughs> I,
2: know, I know, They, they do. And, and so my coaching is don't look at other people. Look at yourself. Mm. Don't look at other people. Look at yourself. Can I be as vulnerable? I'll tell you anything you want to know about me. Yeah. And not in the spirit of, I want you to think something about me. But whoa, I got nothing to
0: hide. That's backfired for me a little bit. It makes so? people it makes people think that they deserve like uh, you know I had a, a daughter who has hypotonia and what does that mean? What does she that mean? has low muscle tone so she didn't walk until she was two How and she? she's two and a half now and she runs around like crazy and you know we still have to have her in some therapies to catch her up but she it was something that I had to you know I, I slowly was like oh okay it's, 16, it's a year and she's not walking. Mm, It's, you know, 14 months and she's not really pulling up to stand, you know, like as I was trying, I noticed it six months because she wouldn't hold a bottle correctly, but I always noticed something, but then it was like, what's the correct intervention? Is there a diagnosis? You know, and as a parent, it was really intense. There were days where we were crying because some doctors had said it could lead, you know, that it's connected to her brain. It could be something really serious. So Under, you know, for a year, we were going through this very painful, very scary process. And I didn't share it with anybody because I didn't want to use something that was confusing and scary to us as like a strategy on Instagram to get empathy. I didn't know what we were dealing with. And I was spending between six and 10 hours a week bringing her to various therapists, finding different appointments. <clears throat> really advocating for her in a way that I was and still will be forever proud of. And, you know, only my close friends really knew what was going on. I couldn't take her to parks because she couldn't walk. Like it was very it was a lot birthday parties. I would cry before and afterwards because she was crawling and the kids were like running past her and someone, many of my followers and started to attack me and say, we can tell she doesn't walk or something wrong with her. And you owe it to us to tell us what's going on. No, because you you're so open with everything else that we need to know.
2: So you and I both know they're full of it. You don't owe them anything. You can protect your you don't have to tell anybody what you what you did this morning with your spouse. That's between you and your spouse. You don't mm. owe anybody anything. Authenticity and vulnerability includes boundaries, right? Boundaries. Yeah. That was my question. Just boundaries. in general,
0: as a leader with everything, right? Because Person. they think there has to be. Yes, a boundary <laughs>
2: yeah. oh, look, boundaries are are really, really healthy. There's the reason there's a door mm. on a bathroom. <laughs> it's not complicated, yeah. It's, and so to that end, vulnerability means you should share what you and only you feel comfortable sharing with people that you feel comfortable sharing it with, period, yeah. as a as a friend, as a therapist, as a executive coach, I would tell people. You should be as vulnerable as you feel comfortable being, Mm, mm -hmm. period. You don't owe anybody anything. Yeah. I'm proud. By the way, I'm proud of you for a sharing it with me and b going through that. And anybody who's listening, hopefully they'll they'll get and everybody's going to go through struggles. I have and will. And currently I'm going through struggles and and everybody can be understanding of that.
0: Mm, mm -hmm.
2: And People should be. You know, one of one of the things about being heliotropic is being authentically vulnerable and real, which includes being sad sometimes. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling quite sad. I'm feeling quite confused. I'm feeling like I don't know whether I could could or should share this with you. And most people who are close to us would say thank you for even Mm -hmm. sharing that. Totally, I got your back. I feel close to you for even telling me that.
0: Mm -hmm. The interesting thing about sharing something is in you you realize how how many incredible people, like you, you notice more of the good stuff than the bad stuff, like exactly. right away.
2: Exactly. And for people who, who fear sharing some of their inner struggles with others for fear of being judged or, or pushed away, you and I can tell them, pick the ones who will love you and support you and, mm. and hand you back and share with them they'll, they'll feel grateful that you shared and you'll feel better that you did. Not everybody.
0: Yeah. You talk often about people having experiences with someone that can be deemed as rude. And I kind of want to talk about that because, you know, we talked about this for a second. I have a mom who is constantly afraid of offending people, bends over backwards, is, is a big people pleaser, is, from the time I was little, it was like, you need to be the nicest person in the room and you need to be so polite, really like ingrained that in me. But I do also have grace for people who are caught in moments that are where they're dealing with stress. And I do think like, what is the balance between having an experience? And you talk about this too, where like, if you have an experience with someone that's you know deemed as rude, that's what you have in your mind permanently for this person, right? And they're gonna have to work pretty hard to get yeah. out of that rude box. Yeah. Yeah. But where's the line with maybe that person was just having a moment?
2: I love the question. So, the answer in my way of thinking about this is I'm trying to be the best person I can be. Period, full stop. What does that mean? That means, in answering to your question, can I cut this person some slack? Can I give this yeah. person some grace? Do I need to peg and and categorize this person as a no good, Nick, as a as a rude person, as a person to be avoided at all costs. I don't know. To your question, where do I draw the line? I try and draw it on the side of cutting people some slack. Mm. One times, two times, three times—that's enough. So I really, for, for me, I want to be a person who cuts people slack. I want to be a person who gives people grace. I want to be a person. You know, it's in my book. You know, who are you? I want to be a person who sees the best in others. Yeah, So somebody's totally. having a bad day. I want to try and believe that they're having a bad day. If they have a bad day three times, I've hung with them. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, man, I'm going to avoid yeah, that them. Person's not for me. I mean, you know, yeah. you know. I give. I really want to be a person who gives people the benefit of the doubt.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
2: who I want to be. Mm-hmm. Now, three times, four times. I don't know how many times it takes for me to say, yeah, no, it's, been, it's three out of three. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. But I really want to be the guy that says, I'm going to cut him some slack. I'm going to give him two more times.
0: It feels good to say that.
2: To me, Yeah, I mean, I I'm, I want to lay my head in the pillow and say I did good today. I, I, did good to help somebody. I absolutely agree. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not worried about doing anybody. I want to try and be really good today. I don't have to worry about yesterday. I don't have to worry about tomorrow. I got this interview with Pia. I want to be great for Pia and her audience today. It's mm-hmm. all I care about.
0: Yeah. I think this happens a lot with between women. I always talk about how I
2: can't help you with that.
0: (laughs) I know you can but I think it's really funny because we live in this world where it's like, damn the man. And I'm like, men have always been lovely to me. Like it's other (laughs) women that have just been a disaster.
2: (laughs) I I wish I could help you with that. I know,
0: But I I think it's just like this female behavior. And we, it's, it's an interesting thing as an entrepreneur, because we had this like rise of the girl boss. And then we loved tearing all of these women down. I
2: I want you to be the exemplar of the wonderful human being who isn't in the mean girl crowd. Whomever they are, let them be who they'll be. You are not that. Be the exemplar for other women to say, I don't roll like that. Mm. Other people do that. Many women do that. That ain't me. My two cents to you is be one of these that, you know, I met this woman, Pia. She never gets catty. She never gets pissy and and cuts people down. It's Mm -hmm. quite remarkable. Mm. I've seen people get ugly around her she never takes the bait. That's Mm -hmm. my my wish for you. Mm -hmm. My challenge to you is take the high road, be the woman or aspire to be the woman that is like amazing. I know women like that. I know women like that. And I like rock and roll.
0: You also talk about don't be a complexifier, which I really love because I do think
2: you're citing all these chapters in the book so thank you for no of for course having read the book. <laughs> a lot of people sometimes people do the podcast they'll go you know i haven't read your book okay let's rock anyway well so the thanks. book
0: is really great it's it's it's, it's concise it's not I like know. a big giant book
2: <laughs> that's the hope i tried to say as much as possible with as few words as possible i don't yeah. want to read another book i want to say as much with so don't be a complexifier means i'm done talking do your best. Don't make it more complicated. When someone presents you with something, what's the simplest, most obvious, best solution? Do that. Yeah. That's what it means to don't be a company. feel
0: like that applies to dating. <laughs> of course it does. Because I hear my girlfriends call me and they're like, and then this happened and that happened. And then he said this and da, da, da. And I'll, I, I always say, full stop. You just created a narrative that probably has zero to do with reality. And you have to be exhausted by this.
2: That's right. And by the way, Pia, your point about creating narratives is that we all do that. Of course. Tell stories to ourselves. Mm-hmm. My recommendation is tell a simple story.
0: Mm. Oh, I love that.
2: Me too. Yeah. Tell a simple story. Does he like you? Do you like him? <laughs> do you want to see him again? mean, <laughs> yeah, how about that?
0: Ah. No, <laughs> yeah, it's not that hard. No, it's like, well, he didn't call me back for two days, but I'm thinking because he dates a lot of women and maybe because he thought I was ugly. And da, 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 da. I'm just like, oh my God. I feel bad for all of us because we I do mean. have, I always say like everyone has this ability to be like a really great writer with the stories that we make up in our own heads. And
2: we make up doozies. <laughs> yeah. We make up doozies. Now that's you're not going to stop that, unfortunately. So we're not going to stop our storytelling minds. That's not going to stop. But tell simple stories as long as you're gonna tell them and then recognize that you're telling a story.
0: Mm. mm, I love that.
1: Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: If you have a holiday party, if you have a vacation, if you need to just use your closet a little bit, I'm sure you're like me, you're going to Revolve.com. Where else are you going to go to find over 500 plus brands Spanning, high-end, emerging, and exclusive labels in fashion, beauty, and home goods. You're not you're not finding that anywhere else. You're also not finding customer service like this. You're not gonna find a place that makes returns so easy. It is truly my go-to style destination, so much so that I have LPA with them. I've dedicated an entire brand and business. That's a huge part of my life and entrusted Revolve because I know. They're the leader. They do everything the best. So if you haven't seen LPs, absolutely fantastic holiday collection. I urge you to look. It's adorable. You have just enough time to order it for New Year's, especially because Revolve has the quickest shipping, and you can order multiple sizes and try on to make sure you have the perfect fit and easily return what you don't want. And that's why we love Revolve so incredibly much. And I also don't know if you know that Revolve sister site is Forward. So if you want treat yourself to something fabulous and luxury, that's where you're going. Also, Revolve Man has like some of the best men's clothes ever. I personally buy all of my polo and Ralph Lauren stuff from Revolve Men's and Forward Men's because they just have the cutest, best stuff. Revolve always delivers with the hottest styles and free and fast two-day shipping and returns. Visit revolve.com slash PI to shop all of my favorites for your upcoming plans this season. That is R-E-V-O-L-V-E dot com slash P-I-A. If you're a longtime listener, you probably know that I've been drinking AG1 for almost three years. I started drinking AG1 because I just needed, I feel like I just needed some sort of baseline for my health. And there's nothing better because AG1 is truly a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. And since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. Even my mom and my husband have started drinking AG1 and they always tell me how much better they feel, that they have a burst of energy, that they feel like no matter what they do during the day, which is like what I always say, that no matter what decision you've made or what you've chosen to ingest or not ingest, regardless of all of that, you have this incredible baseline for your body that helps with your gut health, that helps with your stress level, helps feel like everything is more manageable. And I noticed that my mom has this kind of like lightness about her, you know, she didn't really have like the best nutrition practices. And so, It was important for me to give her something and she's not someone who's going to take a bunch of different things. And this is truly an unbelievable solution. AG1 is the supplement that I trust for myself and my family to provide the support that our bodies all need every day. And that's why they've been a partner of mine for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of Vitamin D3 K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to drinkag1.com/best. That is drinkag1.com/best. Check it out. I want to talk about your process. Of, I'm just fascinated by it. Like,
2: what process are you fascinated? The by?
0: process of starting to work with leaders like if if a company calls you and they're like we want to bring you in to help with our executives so we can have a higher functioning company what does that process look like like how do you assess these executives and so, give them feedback and like how do you in the old days when it? it's i like ugh.
2: Pia, in the old days when i used to do executive coaching and i would get that call there's many angles to come in i can meet with the senior person i can meet with the senior team and i can assess how and what, and where, and with whom I would talk to, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I don't do that. Now, I just do keynotes Mm. trying to get the most number of people in the room to get this very simple practice process mindset, which is, look, as best you can, talk openly and honestly, and bring your best self to work and at home. And there's ways to do that. So I really want to cut to the chase to get the most bang for the buck mm-hmm. by not trying to create a therapeutic coaching relationship with a company or a group of executives. There's endless things you can talk about. But what often people do is they talk rather than do. I want people to do one of the functions of a, an executive coach or a therapist, for that matter, is they help to hold you accountable. They meet with you on a regular basis so that you can you know, see what you're doing. I no longer do that. Now I just do keynotes, so that I want people to hold each other accountable. But this isn't complicated. It does take effort and work to bring your best self and have honest and open and proper boundary conversations with people. Be vulnerable. I mean, this people do know what it looks like when they're doing great work. Yeah, great. Do more of that. Okay. So the goal is not to make it glib, but to say, Come on, we we can do this. We can diagnose and treat ourselves by applying some very simple principles. Mm -hmm. So
0: I'm shocked by how many people are miserable at work, working for these seemingly wonderful companies that have a great company culture that are cool and have a yoga and, you know, and, and I always like to ask a lot of questions. Like, you know, I ran into two mom friends the other day who work for two very big companies. And I was like, how's work for both of you? And they both just like rolled their eyes and laughed. And I was like, you're both miserable. And they're like, yeah, the company culture is so bad. I'm like, God, like how? And I looked at both. Of them and I said, how is it so bad everywhere? Like, I don't know anyone that truly says, I love where I work if they're in like a nine to five corporate job. And I'm starting to, I'm like, how much of it is the company? How much of it is what we expect out of work? Like, should everybody be happy at work? I mean, I would hope so. Are we supposed to be miserable there? Like, no, how do we a, navigate an environment with managers who, you know, I've only ever worked at companies who only talked to me when things were bad, but when I was doing great, never praised me. I just didn't hear from them.
2: <laughs> it's 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 such an unfortunate state of corporate culture life. I'm sorry to say, I think it's like our the standard American diet. Most mm. people don't eat healthy. Yeah. Most, I mean, if you look at the standard American diet, it's just not good. If you look at what most people put in their shopping cart, so on a I body, always
0: notice that
2: you do notice it, right? Yeah, I'm always Where,
0: like, oh, Coca-Cola and like four TV meals. Like,
2: you should not eat that. I mean, <laughs> if there's some big food people on this podcast are not going to like it. It bad food. Yeah. So to your point around corporate culture, there's a lot of bad behavior and bad corporate, unhealthy corporate cultures, it's unfortunate. It's completely changeable. And all it takes is one leader to say, I'm not going to do that. Mm. And you have pockets of goodness. I'm hoping that we can touch enough people's lives so that people go, you know what? I'm not going to contribute to that bad culture. The most important thing that that makes people feel good at work or bad at work is their boss relationship. That's Mm -hmm. empirical. So if we're talking to the bosses, own it. Say, I got a crappy boss, but I'm going to be a great boss. I have pe- crappy people, but I'm going to be great. I'm going to make people be, when they're around me, they're going to feel so great that they got to work with and around me. Let us make that difference, Pia. We're not going to change them all, but we know how to eat. We know how to take care of ourselves, Pia. Let's see if we can help a few people take care of themselves. I mean, it's unfortunate. What can I say? You know, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm saying that, damn, what can we do about that? Maybe the one person who's listening to this is going to say, you know what? I was I was not my best self as a leader with my people.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: I'm going to stop that tomorrow. I'm going to do the, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to call out what you did well. I'm going to make, take any chapter of, of Be the Sun, you know, show somebody that you care, try and do some good, try and be helpful. Take the high road, light somebody up. I mean, any of those little things would make a difference. Imagine if, you know, somebody listening to this, works in a corporate environment and they say, you know what, I'm going to make somebody feel great today. And they go do it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Just that.
2: Mm -hmm. What what would
0: you suggest for people who are miserable at work to try to create a happier environment for themselves?
2: Several things. Don't allow that to be the norm. Mm. So stop and say, wait a minute, this ain't right. I can't Mm -hmm. let this become, yeah, I'm miserable at work. There's several things going on. Take them one at a time and do something about that. I don't care what it is. There's three to, you know, you can go on the self side, which is, this is a crappy environment. I'm going to eventually going to leave, but I'm going to do so many self-loving personal hygiene things. I'm going to get a good night's sleep. I'm going to eat well. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to watch my internal dialogue. I'm going to hang out with good, healthy people. Mm. I'm not going to engage in negative gossip. I'm going to do so many good things for myself that this crappy environment is not going to get to me. So that's on the what I can do side. The other is, I'm going to get a couple of allies at work and we're going to hang tight in the foxhole and say look let's support each other this is a a terrible place to work but you and I can support each other so let's get some social bonding together and fight the good fight together vent in a healthy way and say look without you I'd have never gotten through it so mm-hmm. that's all on the insert, internal side and then make the long term plan I, I my life's too short I'm going to make a plan to find another another gig mm-hmm. another environment another company Another job, I'm gonna every night gonna make a plan to see if I can find a better environment. So I would do all three of those nonstop every day. Main thing is don't say, man, life sucks. This sucks. I hate this.
0: Well, the venting thing, I like that you said that because I don't work in an office environment Mm -hmm. anymore, but I did obviously for years. And it's so clear how quickly groups form that just their whole, ugh, whole genesis of this little group, and I was like, in many of those, is to just talk so much shit and about how much you hate your job. Not
2: healthy. And not helpful. do
0: It would take. It's like, and it's it would just spike my cortisol like so much. Like get in the car and be like, so and so such a bitch at work today, and she's such a blah, 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 blah. and it. You're just bringing. You're giving it so much more of your life. Yeah,
2: you speak the truth. I couldn't agree with you more. And it's a hard thing. It's like, yeah, but don't you hate it when, you know what? I can't stand that negative bitching stuff is toxic to your point. You can feel your cortisol. You damn straight. You can, it's horrible for you. It's not healthy. Don't do it. Yeah. I mean, cookies are tempting. That's why they put the candy in the cookies, you know, at eye level. It's not, it's not an accident that they put the crap at eye level. Mm -hmm. It's not good for you, for anybody, not you. It's not good for anybody. But venting and and bitching and complaining and and talking about others is very, very common. Not good. I know. I know. know know. So, you know, so let's help others and don't do it.
0: I did it for so long. And now, you know, I, I mean, I'm older and I have a kid and I'm just in a different place in my life. And there are days where you know, that are stressful for me. And I, even like this morning with my husband, we, I mean, we've been working since seven and we had to do all this stuff. We had a photographer here and ever the baby had to get ready da, 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 da. and I looked at him and I just said, I love you so much. I need help. I don't have the bandwidth. I feel like I'm going to crash really quickly. And he was like, Oh, okay. Like, how can I help you? And I was like, can you take the baby? Can you put her in the car? Like we need to have, but it was a moment where he could see me, Starting to like have a panic. And I made an active choice. Like, do not snap at him and ruin his day.
2: But uh high five to you, girl. I mean, seriously, it's, well, it's, I, it,
0: to then because then the rest of our day is a disaster.
2: That's what it means to be the son. Yeah. You didn't that's not that's not overly complicated. You were having a very stressful moment, and rather than be the salt and lash out at him and say something obnoxious. You reached out in a beautiful, loving way. If you remember what you said, you said, I love you, honey. Can can you give me a hand? And boom, shakalaka. He was right there for you, Pia. You manifested that. You created mm-hmm. that. You created a great day. This is what I mean by do more of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, you didn't, you don't need any manual. You just need to do that more. It took a
0: long time to get there because I used but, to just be So what? Wait a minute. Just do that.
2: Yeah. Just do that every second and give yourself a lot of credit and a lot of love for pulling mm-hmm. that off today. Now do it again this afternoon, this evening, and tonight and tomorrow morning. Let's not even go to tomorrow morning. Just yeah. do it a few more times today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Seriously. I
0: really find that I've been able to, I found out that I had PCOS after I gave birth and in doing deep research on it. So much of managing polycystic ovarian syndrome is managing your stress. So there's certain things that I can do. It's a hormonal disruption, but basically it, it ends up manifest. It, it's so funny because it's like, okay, you can take medicine, you can do this, whatever. But truly when you deep dive down to it and you have like a functional medicine really break down what's happening it's like if you have a cortisol spike, you're completely disrupting your hormones, right? So I had to look myself in the mirror and say, how am I, how am I living every day? Where are these cortisol spikes? How do I wake up in the morning? How do I prevent them? You know, and it it took like two years, it's been two and a half years, it took two years to really like, and it manifested itself a lot in my interactions with my husband, because we have, he's, we have a very like fiery, like we'll scream at each other for a second and two seconds later, go back to loving each other. And I was like, I can't have these large waves of emotion. Yeah,
2: do me a favor, (laughs) do yourself a favor. Don't scream at him.
0: Yeah, no, I don't, I can't anymore.
2: (laughs) You said, well, we have this fiery relation, we scream at each other. I'm going to tell you right now. Now I'm being your marital therapist here. Do not scream at him ever. Mm. Now, if he screams at you, say, sweetie, well, let's not do that. And by the way, if you think it's normal, it's not. And people say, well, everyone screams sometimes. Yeah, it's still bad. Don't do it. I'm not telling you you're bad or to feel bad when you do it. I'm just saying, don't. Now, what if you have a zero tolerance for screaming at each other? Mm -hmm. I mean, do you hit your kid, by the way? No, God. Why not? You feel Mm. like it sometimes because you don't. Yeah. Don't scream at your husband. Thank you. You're welcome. I love you. But I'm just (laughs) telling you, I'm not judging you. I'm saying, come on.
0: No, of course. It was such a part of our I know. know. which was like really specific to him. But now we don't, we don't do it anymore. Like we've been very, like this morning was like, so we're like, God, you know, a year ago, that would have been a moment where we got into a fight. Proud of
2: you. So this is what I mean. Mm -hmm. I want more of that. I want that beautiful expression where you know what? A year ago, I would have yelled at him. Well, th- wait. What m- are
0: other things that you are like? Never do this in a relationship.
2: There's a million. <laughs> are you kidding me? How much time do we got? I'm sure. There's a million. She get me on for a second podcast just to just talk about relationship. About yeah, about relationship. But when you think about. Any of the things that we say or do, either internally or externally, mm-hmm. that are salt on the roots, that make somebody else feel crappy. Mm. And then you think, oh, what do you mean? Shall I go? I mean, you can, how about just rolling your eyes? How about a huff? How about a puff? How about a, like the, the, the tone of your voice? Yeah. How about saying something, biting your tongue? Just like, you know what? I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Anything that you know is going to upset or make the other person feel crappy. Mm. And you go, If you, the split second between the stimulus and response, where you go, oh yeah, don't say it. Do You really need to, that, like somebody, they, they do something. If, I've been married 43 years. Congratulations. Then, Thank you. You say, don't say it. <laughs> Just don't <laughs> say it. You can think stuff. Don't say it. Tone of voice. Yeah. Vibe. I mean, and you can go the either way. You can go the, you know what I'm going to say? Is there anything I can do that would make your day, honey? I mean, no, know, knowing that she may say he may nothing. You know what? If you wouldn't mind, do the blah, blah, blah. blah. Thank you. I mean, hmm. love languages, you know, the five love, love languages, yeah. you know. Okay. So you can ask your spouse or you can already know, well, which would he, she like for me to do? Wait, can today? you
0: say what they are for people who don't know? Yes. Because I'm big on yeah. love language, yeah. but yeah, I be don't be be think be a lot of big. people know.
2: They are not in any order of importance. Everybody has a primary and secondary. woman, likes likes love expressed in different ways. Physical touch, mm-hmm. acts of service, quality, time, words of praise, and gifts. Okay.
0: Mm. I forgot about gifts.
2: Right. So some people love, oh, look what I got for you. And just whatever it is. Yeah. Some people like the dishwasher emptied. Some people like a pat on the back or uh, some people like a hand. Some people like... Love you, sweetie. They're all different, you know. Mm-hmm. And so my wife loves acts of service. Is there anything I can do for you today? Yeah. Could you go grocery shopping? She loves it. Yeah. <laughs> grocery shopping, empty the dishwasher, loves that stuff. I know of a friend whose spouse loves gifts. Mm-hmm. And, and th- that's not my wife. My wife doesn't like gifts. And so if you know quality time, hey, listen, I carved out some time for you and I just to hang. Wow, mm. that's thoughtful of you. Mm-hmm. I know. Appreciate that. You know, I just want you to know how much I appreciate you. Somebody saying that can be like, wow, I never get that. Yeah, totally. Um, or mm-hmm. somebody can say, can I just have a hug? I really appreciate it. You don't even have to add, I really appreciate it. I just want to, you know, a uh, hug. Mm-hmm. So everybody's different. But if you know your spouse's love language, you can deliver on what it is that they experience that love by but that's on the be the sun side. that's on the positive side you can go on the don't do the negative stuff or do the positive stuff
1: mm-hmm.
2: and i would say not doing the negative stuff can be more powerful than doing the positive stuff oh talk, wow the, yeah, yeah you know what i mean yeah you know in my ted talk i talked the negative is five times more powerful than the positive you know saying the snarky thing is not the same as saying the sweet thing the snarky mm-hmm. thing lasts longer
0: Hmm.
2: You know, did you really think this was when I asked you to clean up? The, it, was this your idea of cleaning it up? Like, ouch! Yeah. You know, just don't say that. Yeah. You know, and so we, all of us, I can get better at this. You can get better at this. I'm not done. I'm mm-hmm. 43 years in, still can be better at this. Hmm. And and you can too. You already proved it. Look how better you are than a year ago, Pia. How many years you've been married? Four. Rock and roll. Let it be. Let it be. Each year is better. Yeah, absolutely. You, you mean you, you can? You mean it can get better? Uh huh. Really better? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Not just. It's okay. When you hear people talk shit about their spouse, that's the same kind of stuff about their corporate life. Well, you know, how, how's your marriage? What do you mean? Oh, I would mean? never do that. Good for you. Good. Well, for it's just you. like this you, is
0: our little unit.
2: Of course it is. Good, you have enough respect for that little unit to not talk shit about the unit.
0: Yeah. Well, but that if you hear people talk me.
2: shit about their spouse or their marriage, you go, oh man.
0: Which by the way, is I vent about him. <laughs> but like to my best girlfriends, but I'll say, oh, today was fresh. We have a lot of stress because da 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 But I'll never say, I mean, I only praise him because he's right. just my husband. I think right. it makes everything very weak when you, even like when people are dating and- you're having like a bad experience with that person and you tell all your friends and oh, this guy's a dick and did it that, but you end up together. It's so hard. It's like now everyone has to just like shift and love this guy. Like that's impossible too.
2: Yeah. But everyone's a dick sometimes. Let's be real.
0: Yeah, everybody's
2: sure, sure. a dick and everybody's a bitch sometimes. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, I love, I love him and I married him because 90% of the time he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And so are you and you. You know, that's the whole point. You know, don't think that anybody, myself included, is in a dick sometimes. And that's just the work even. of this work. Yeah, We want to be great, Pia.
0: Mm-hmm. We want to
2: help others be great by being great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The, the, the real truth of this is we influence each other by a, how wonderful we are. And we're already great. Let's be even more wonderful. Mm-hmm. Talking about you and me.
0: Mm-hmm. And anybody who's
2: listening to this podcast, they go, you know what? I'm pretty good. Great, even more wonderful.
0: Mm-hmm. This just is just this much. Yeah, this is just like any human interaction you have all day is a choice to have a good. My mom floats through her day having lovely interaction. Like she touches people's shoulders. She touch. She always looks people in the eye. It's just very sweet to see. Beautiful. Oh yeah, it's been a nice. Okay, I want to end talking about one of the last parts of your book, which is releasing your pet peeves, which yes. I love because yeah. people are always like. I, so many people are like, oh, that's a pet peeve of mine. But it's like, you're almost like holding on to something that just makes you not mad. Almost,
2: not almost. You are holding on to something. Mm. This is a hard one for people to realize and let go of. People say, well, that, you know, it's a pet peeve of mine. Well, get, letting go of our pet peeves is literally another way of saying, get off your high horse. Yeah. Get off your irritation, your justification, rationalization for being irritated with other people. Mm. And we do that. All, I do that. You know what I mean? Starting on time, showing up, saying please and thank you. (laughs) How come people don't do that? You know what? Get off your high horse. I really want people to realize that when we hold on to our pet peeves, we are just rationalizing being pissy, Mm. being salty to other people with a certain amount of, well, I'm entitled and it's a bad habit. No more, no less. And that's why I want all of us, myself included, to release our pet peeves, which is another way of saying, release our high horse irritations with others.
0: Yeah, I love that. I do too. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I truly hope and really believe that anybody listening to this will think about the next interaction that they have today.
2: I love that. So I hope that people go get the book or listen to our Be The Sun podcast or do what you just said. Let's spread this to the world, Pia.
0: Thank you so much, Dr. Cohen. Have a great day and good holidays.
2: Good holiday to you. Bye. Bye.
0: And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything Is The Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barancini, And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.